0: All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Techlor Talks 15. I am Henry, and I'm, as always, joined by Jonah uh, as part of Techlore, And today, we want to talk about Apple's RCS announcement, because uh, everyone hates those green bubbles. And there's still going to be green bubbles, but maybe they're going to be less annoying <laughs> green bubbles. Uh, and we loosely talked about some signal updates that we might cover after that, and then um, also some Tutanota stuff that we wanted to cover, too, because the internet yeah. just loves
1: Insanity. Just Tuda now. They yeah. changed it. Oh, that's right. How are you you dealing with the new name, by the way. <laughs> I,
0: I actually I have to get used to it because now I got used to saying Tuda Nota. But I remember when I, I first was getting used to saying it, I'm like, this name is it's a lot. Um so I think once I get
1: used to it, it'll be good. Do you like it? Uh yeah, it seems fine. It's it's a good change, I think. I think so um, too. It seems like everyone's shorting shortening their names. Yeah. Like Proton. Yeah, maybe... Tuda feels like it's gonna be a name that Ends up being a bad word in some other language. (laughs) Uh, That's a good point. (laughs) I'm sure they looked into it.
0: I'm sure you saw the Apple stuff. So RCS has been rolled out. And for those who don't know, RCS is kind of the next generation of SMS, at least hopefully, if people start adopting it. So SMS blows. In so many ways. Um, and RCS at least adds some more features on top of this, and it allows you to interact on a cross-platform basis. So in theory, you can react to messages between Android and iOS and do all that fun stuff. Um, but a lot of people seem to be under the impression that, Apple, that this means end-to-end encryption between Apple and Google devices or any other Android devices, which isn't necessarily guaranteed. So what exactly no. does RCS um, entail and what do we not know yet? And what can we expect so far?
1: So Apple's only like committed support for the universal profile of RCS, which is like the GSMA standard. Um, not like if you, if you use Google messages on Android, Google has built some like proprietary additions on top of RCS, including end-to-end encrypted messaging. Um, but those are all like features of the Google messages client rather than the RCS standard. Um, and they're of course built in a way where Google has like a lot of control over it. So like with end to end encryption, for example, um, Google owns the key servers that, um, like hope you exchange keys with your contacts and that's on a centralized server. If Apple, if Google even let Apple use it, Apple would have to use Google servers with that service, um, which obviously they wouldn't want to do. So what Apple's committed to now, the last I've seen is that they are going to be working with gsma to add encryption to the standard it seems like apple does want to work on that um but if that happens it would require buy-in from both google and apple to work on that to get it done in like a federated way because the current version of end-to-end encryption is centralized instead of federated basically is where the problem lies.
0: got it super cool
1: so yeah if that happens it'll be pretty cool um as far as like privacy and security stuff right now it's not a big deal until this stuff is confirmed, which none of it is. So it's not going to make a big difference for us at the moment.
0: Right. Well, I still think from a usability perspective, it's pretty neat. And actually maybe, I don't know, uh, there's actually an argument if they don't roll this out with proper security in place, Mm -hmm. uh, I would actually argue it could actually be a a negative because previously no one wants to use the crappy SMS messages. You can't even send images in any form of quality to people and that's normally a direct incentive to say well let's use signal instead or something normally i say i don't yeah. want to use i don't want to sms you you know let's use signal it's better in every imaginable way but if they essentially make sms better but without any security improvements then it might actually be a harder sell to get people onto better platforms so um i hope that they roll it out with basic security so that like
1: the unit you know, the, the bar is raised a little bit i should say um, yeah, it's always good to add encryption to all these apps. Um, it would be a similar situation to WhatsApp, where like maybe your message content is encrypted, but there's a lot of like other data which wouldn't be encrypted at all. So RCS wouldn't protect like any of that metadata and stuff. And that would all be going through multiple parties like the carriers and Google servers. So there's a lot of like, it's not gonna beat Signal anytime soon, basically, but right. it would be cool to at least add some protection. Um,
0: Right. This definitely is not going. I actually posted a community post on the YouTube side of things, uh, and I made this announcement about the Apple thing. And some people I even said in the post, I think um, this isn't going to likely ever replace strictly privacy and security focused messengers. But some Mm -hmm. people still left comments saying. Why don't you just use Signal? or
1: something, and it's like, yeah, that's, (laughs) yeah,
0: I know, that's, yeah, (laughs) that's, I don't think that's the target audience.
1: (laughs) I really think, you know, speaking of Signal, like, they're working on usernames a lot right now, you can test it out in their staging stuff, and I really think that Signal's gonna blow up when they finally get that feature released, I think it'll be super cool.
0: I think so, I'm really hoping that too, you know, Um, and it was interesting, the people overall really liked the video that I just put out about usernames. And I still think some people take issue with the phone number requirement at all and not being able to hide the username, which is valid. But the way Signal functions, I think I don't have a huge issue with it. My biggest issue is by far having to share your phone number with everybody. That is by far the bigger issue. Um, I think the whole phone number requirement probably doesn't apply to too many threat models realistically when it comes down to, if you try to break down the real privacy and security risk, I think it's a pretty high threat model thing to not have to be able to share a phone number whatsoever with a service privately, especially with the way Signal does things. But mm-hmm. that's just my opinion on it at least.
1: Yeah, I think that usernames pretty much solves all of like the privacy related concerns. There's definitely um an argument to be made that like from a cost perspective, it's difficult for people to obtain a phone number in the first place. That's a good um, argument. I was talking to Threema about I was talking about Threema with somebody and they were like, yeah, it costs money, but the total cost to use Threema is so much less than Signal because you don't need a phone number in the first place. You don't have to pay uh, like a carrier, that kind of thing. Like the right. cost of using Signal in some cases is actually expensive. It's not just a free app Right. when you have external
0: requirements. It's a good argument. Well <laughs> only counter argument is even if you have a Google account, it comes with a free Google voice number and Signal doesn't discriminate against that. So... I think if you really just wanted a cheap VoIP number, you might actually still be able to save money on that. Um, but either way, I do agree that the reliance on a phone number still sucks. Um, mm-hmm. So,
1: can you get a Google Voice number without a number? Now I'm just asking you. Oh, oh, yeah, that's another so, good point. Yeah, I think I don't probably, think that is a solution. <laughs>
0: yeah, you probably do need a phone number to set up Google Voice. That's a good point. Yeah.
1: So something—it's—it's yeah. it's good that Signal doesn't block voice VoIP numbers. I'm, there are other VoIP providers that you could get, but it's just a bar to entry. That's kind of annoying. Yeah, definitely. So, but I don't think Signal's ever going to change that. <laughs> if we're being realistic, I think they'll always require a phone number. So Me that might too. just be how it is.
0: Well, especially with—we uh, were going to talk about that too. They published their um, their article about how they're spending likely fifty million dollars a year in twenty twenty four. which is crazy um and i think that the phone number requirement is going to help them with that because it prevents spam and it prevents mass account creations and all that kind of jazz so i
1: like you don't see that changing anytime soon so no did you see the figure for how much they spend on like sending those sms verification codes though no i don't remember what it was i'd have to look at the article again six million Six yeah, million like annually—a substantial to amount.
0: Firms paying for the SMS text messages. <laughs> it's crazy.
1: It's really fascinating looking at like what Signal spends money on. Not a lot of companies are like super transparent about that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. like you could look at twenty million dollars just towards their employees. So that's what they have fifty employees. That's like four hundred thousand dollars per employee they spend on mm-hmm. average, which mm-hmm. is pretty interesting. Not that they don't deserve it or anything, but it's just.
0: There's some of the top people in the world at what they do, so I'm not too surprised by that. But, yeah, it was definitely an insightful blog. If people want to read that, it's in the description. It just came out yesterday at the time of us recording this. So it came out November 16th. And, yeah, at least it popped up in my RSS feed then. They might have actually published it a little bit before then.
1: Was there anything else with RCS before we move on? Not really, I guess. I know. Go ahead. I know people were like, thinking that it would get rid of the green bubbles, but kind of touched yeah. on that a little. Yeah, no, the It'll green will still be a separate thing. iMessage isn't going away, right?
0: Right. And Apple already confirmed the green bubbles will still exist. So
1: hopefully they'll just I be. iMessage is looking cool. Hmm? Oh, yeah iMessage is just looking pretty cool, though, with uh, iOS 17.2 coming out with the new contact key verification. I don't know if you've looked into that at all. No,
0: no, no. Uh, we talked Apple's... about it way back when they announced that feature, and yeah, now they're finally releasing it, like two years it's later. It's coming
1: in the next version. It's already available in the beta, and like their security blog posted like a whole detailed, detailed article about how it works. Um, so it's pretty cool stuff. Super cool. But we'll see. We'll have to test it out when it comes
0: out. Yeah, that could be a fun thing to test. Um, my biggest pet peeve with iMessage right now is usability, and it's it's something really silly, um, but it's the way you reply to messages. So on Signal, if I reply to a message earlier in the chat, it quotes that message, but in iMessage, uh-huh. it quotes like if you do if if there's four replies, like I send something, you reply to, it, I reply to that. It shows the top message as the quote. So it doesn't show you the most recent thing that you're replying to, which Mm. is so confusing to me because if I'm (laughs) responding directly to something someone said, I want to see what I responded to, or I want them to see what I responded to, not what someone sent, you know, 10 messages earlier. Um, So what you have to do is you have to tap the button and see the whole thread history because they treat it like threads. Um, Yeah. So it's just an extra click for something that doesn't need to exist, I feel. Um, yeah, I prefer the way yeah, signal Yeah, that makes replies. sense.
1: <laughs> I can see why you'd say that. I don't think I know a single person that I, I message personally. I don't think any of them know how to use replies. <laughs> so um, that makes it I don't easy. have that issue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah there's, we
0: were talking about this. It'd be really interesting if people actually used Apple's features in the way they intended them to. Like everyone at Apple probably does. Um, Because I was telling you, I can't stand how when I'm creating... Now, when I'm creating a contact for someone and I add a photo to their profile, I have to add two photos to their profile because of the stupid (laughs) background and foreground thing, which is cool. But like you said, the implication is people set up their own profile and share it with you so you don't have to set up contacts anymore. But no one does that. I don't know a single (laughs) person or a single contact who set up their profile. I set mine up, but...
1: (laughs) yeah you're in a <laughs> you're in a techie minority for sure
0: one big story which i know i haven't been following too closely mainly because it seems like there's nothing to follow <laughs> at all um <laughs> is the tutanota stuff so full disclosure tutanota is one of our sponsors but it's in our sponsorship like guidelines yeah. and our contracts and stuff we're free to talk about them and criticize them and we still have our own voice. Tuda, by the Sorry, way. Sorry, you gotta you. get Tuda. used to the new name. Tuda. Well, yeah. I, maybe it's good that I'm getting it wrong, so people remember too. When I say Tuda, they know what I'm talking about. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's all the stuff going around about Tuda is a honeypot based on just someone who's just said it.
1: <laughs> is that my understanding? Right. Is there anything more to this? no that's pretty much what it is it's it's on a similar vein to like the protons of cia honeypot claims out there right it's pretty fantastical
0: right it just it doesn't make sense to me you just you read their terms and conditions and they very transparently say we will comply with law enforcement to our best ability that's not what a honeypot would say i feel i feel a honeypot would go no this is like foolproof you know and that's that's what most of them are we see all these anonymous messengers and they go this is this right hack proof you know this is where you're going to be and those are the honeypots because they give you the illusion that like they're foolproof and perfect but both proton and tutanota and a lot of these other services are very transparent about their limitations and they tell you like here's our threat model here's what we can protect against here's what we can't protect against and people forget that there's only so much you can do with email
1: and yeah, absolutely. <laughs> like, That's been the biggest thing that I've been telling people. Like, <laughs> If you were super worried about using email for communicating with people in the first place, you should be on uh, like an instant messaging app, basically. Right. It's going to be so much more secure. Signal. Right. There's some other options, but, yeah, you know, we like Signal.
0: <laughs> right. Crazy. I just, it, it also blows my mind. The lack of evidence people need to believe something is true. And the amount yeah. of evidence you have to supply to prove that it's untrue is just so disproportionate. Um, I can go right now and say, you know, well, and that's kind of the sad thing is like people who have influence and whatnot, we can just say whatever you want with very few consequences and probably get away with it. I can go on record and say, I think brave is a honeypot. You know, I, I don't, but I, if I said that, you know, I, I wonder how many people would just believe it without me saying anything else outside of, I just think it, you know, maybe just put together some BS stuff. Like, I, you know, some of their scandals and be like, they're too money focused. And I don't know how everything can be free. Doesn't make any sense to me. If you look at the finances, how do they have employees in this company? You can find ways to justify something looking like a honeypot. And then right. the amount of evidence, there there's no real evidence that they're a honeypot. I would just be saying that. And so trying to disprove that would just be insane. People would go, well, I can't really disprove it, but what you're saying doesn't make any sense. Um,
1: I don't yeah, know. as long as you sound convincing enough, I think. I was just gonna message like Chat GPT and ask, "Tell me three reasons Brave Browser is a honeypot." <laughs> See what oh my gosh! Up. Yeah. <laughs> First thing it says, though, Brave Browser is not considered a honeypot, so. Ooh. <laughs> There's that, but then it tells you about the ad replacement controversy, there, there. Uh, BAT tokens. And their business model, which relies on blocking traditional ads and then replacing them with its own privacy respecting ads. Right. So you can always find a way to justify
0: <laughs> anything to be a honeypot. And it's like you said, if you have enough influence and you sound convincing enough, I think you can pull it off and cause a yeah. lot of damage, which is scary. Um, so I don't know. It puts
1: TUDA in a weird position, I think, for sure, because they have to prove that they're not something that's always very difficult to do.
0: Right. And I think their blog article is good. They did publish that that blog and they just said like, we're not yeah. a honeypot because <laughs> we're not. <laughs> and right. um, it seems silly, but I mean, it's true. Like, I don't know what else they can say. They're very transparent with what they do. And I think it's crazy, but.
1: Right. I mean, I think like the fact that their clients are open source and that kind of thing all speaks for itself. Like you, <laughs> if they were hiding something, it would be exceptionally difficult for them to do that after like, how many years have they been around 12? I think something like that.
0: They've been around so, for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: even the proton stuff
0: like proton cannot be a honeypot. And still that climate activist situation can still happen because all that happened was law enforcement asked for a specific user's information and all proton was able to provide was an IP address. Right. That's in their privacy policy. It's in their terms and condition. They wrote a blog article, I think back in 2014, that said, under law enforce- under pressure from law enforcement, we can collect an IP address on an individual. So this has been mm-hmm. public info for a long time. And it's not to say I necessarily agree with it. Um, I obviously would hope and wish that there are ways to protect that as well. But there's only so much that these companies can do to still be companies and not be shut down. And right. they have to comply with law enforcement. Yeah. That's just the way the world works right now.
1: I mean, and the other thing is, like, none of these companies are claiming to protect stuff like that kind of metadata. Like, really only, I think only one messaging company, um, which is Signal, really, like, focuses on metadata protection specifically. And then we can see, like, in court cases where Signal is asked to testify about something, like, that they can only provide... I forgot what the two data points they could provide The, were the last time it was, just, like, was last online access. and the account yeah. creation
0: date. Those are the two data right. points. So...
1: But that like takes a lot of technical work. Like the amount of effort that Signal had to put in just to like enable you to add a profile picture to your account was like years in the making if you look through like their blog posts and stuff. Right. Like you have to really think about all that stuff. And then with email providers, it's just a lot of that isn't feasible because of how email works. They they have to work around that too. So mm-hmm. people have to understand the limitations of the services they use. They can't be <laughs> relying on Tutanoda to uh, get around government intervention right
0: and something else is i think aside from just i I don't think people appreciate the technical work that goes into these services first like you're saying especially services like signal and tor and all this stuff it's insanely complicated and they spend years if not decades putting this stuff together um it's Mm -hmm. crazy the amount of know-how these companies and organizations need to have um but the other thing too is like the people who work on them are just brilliant and <laughs> they they're <laughs> brilliant um i mean what moxie did with signal is just nothing less than incredible and it changed yeah. encryption forever and we like what they're doing now with the quantum encryption stuff i think is the next era for that and we're just continuing to see I am I'm, I'm struggling to articulate this but we we I don't think both myself but especially the community doesn't fully appreciate the impressiveness of what these services are doing um mm-hmm. because it is insanely difficult to do what they're doing um and then when you actually get to meet the people and like see who they are it's like oh my gosh <laughs> they're they're brilliant you tested the usernames um but you also tested uh some other stuff that you want
1: oh to- <laughs> Yeah, so to test usernames with Signal right now, you have to build like a developer version of um, the Signal app on your computer. Uh, And it turns out that their development build has like a bunch of features that they've developed and they just disable it at their production build. So like the main one that I was looking at was that they have the ability to link an iPhone as a secondary device to another phone, for example, which is something that I've wanted Signal to do for a long time. And it turns out that that feature has been there for Years (laughs) years <laughs> which and they just have it disabled
0: right so. which makes sense cuz it's on the iPad
1: app right so <laughs> whatever whatever yeah. signal <laughs> yeah i
0: mean and for people who are curious why we care about this um you know if you've been kind of following my my signal journey the last few months especially i tried using signal on the punct but i mentioned how um it just doesn't make much sense for that device but they did release multi-device support, kind of, that I still need to test out, but we were talking about how it would just make more sense if Signal allowed you to have multiple phones as a device, because Signal doesn't allow you to link two phones on the same account. You can only have one phone and then only desktop devices, or the only exception to this rule is the iPad. You can set up an iPad as a linked device, but we were always talking about it makes more sense to have the punct be the linked device, in the chain, and that way you can have so much more versatility in what devices can use signal. Especially for people like you and me, who probably use more than one phone for different use cases, it would make sense to be able to have signal on multiple devices right. on different phones.
1: Um, and I mean, it, it, that is really a niche use case, I'll admit, but it would be nice to be able to like switch between my Android phone and my iPhone, for example, without having to carry both of them around if I want to get my signal messages. Right.
0: <laughs> So I don't know. It'd be cool if they rolled that out publicly so I could formally hop on that because it sounds really neat. But yeah, I I don't know. My alternative, which you know, is I set up Molly on an Android device and that has that feature built into it. And I have a feeling that Molly didn't build that feature up from the ground up. I assume that just like how you could enable it on iOS, I I assume that you can do it on Android as well. Yeah,
1: that could be the case.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Molly's nice. It's a little buggy, though. It always crashes for me. Is it? Yeah. Really? I haven't tried it
1: out um, in, like,
0: a few years, I think, so. Yeah, it's a nice app. It's just like using Signal, but it crashes more. A lot more. For better or for worse, WhatsApp has been making some good moves, you know? Uh, Signal announced usernames, and then WhatsApp announced usernames as well. Um, And now WhatsApp is also letting you hide your IP address during calls, which I think is probably a response to that research article that came out two or three weeks ago, talking about how Telegram still leaks your IP address to your contacts because it uses P2P. Um, hmm. So I don't know if this is a response to that or not, but I think it's cool, nonetheless, that you can hide your IP address because WhatsApp does the same thing or it does peer-to-peer connections between users, which Signal does as well.
1: Right. Unless you disable it. Right. Is WhatsApp adding like just a optional feature like Signal has where you can proxy it? Or
0: Yeah. So it says here with the feature enabled, all your calls will be relayed through WhatsApp servers, ensuring the other parties in the call cannot see your IP address. Um, the feature can be enabled under advanced privacy settings in the app. Got it. So, yeah, it's just an opt-in thing. So I do think that was probably a response to that. But, yeah, WhatsApp is kind of trying to compete a little bit, which is cool.
1: Um, I don't use WhatsApp. Yeah, it's but... good. <laughs> it's good if Signal can push, like, the industry forward. I still wouldn't use WhatsApp. Well, what else is new? <laughs> uh... <laughs> All these crazy themes on the forum. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. I <laughs> had yeah, the black
0: and white one was fun. I'll, I'll include some photos or something. But yeah, if you're on our forum, Jonah was just, you can t- you can tell him. <laughs>
1: yeah, I was just messing around with different like discourse themes. There's a bunch of different ones. Um, I installed a few on the forum. So you can actually try them out if you wanted in your like personal user interface settings. You can swap between them. But... <laughs> Did you keep the crazy really... one? i did keep the craigslist one. Oh, yeah. that's fun it's a really unhinged theme you guys should check it out <laughs> yeah
0: then you can live in the world of craigslist while learning about privacy and security
1: because
0: that's what everyone needs oh my gosh i wish i had more craigslist in my life that doesn't stress me out at all <laughs> <laughs> absolutely do people in craigslist bug the living hell out of me and i hate to say it but a lot of it's the men <laughs> like they just don't text like i'll I'll ask I, I, I know you've heard me complain about this so much but you know if someone's selling a phone or like a, a used pixel 6 or pixel 7 or something i'll text and i'll go hey you know because they don't include any information on the listing of course and so i send them a text going hey saw your listing on craigslist thanks for you know posting it uh What's, you know, what OS is it running? Are there, are there any scratches on the phone? Uh, is it unlocked? Uh, how much storage is on it? You know, basic questions I wanna know before taking time out of my day to drive. And they'll just respond with something like, yes, <laughs> or or just like three words. And it doesn't even acknowledge one of the questions because I don't know what they're talking about. And that's not just one person I'm complaining about. This is a universal experience I have with Craigslist. And when I'm selling to or with women, it's just not an issue. And obviously I'm generalizing here because there, you know, there can be men who communicate super well on Craigslist. There could be women who communicate terribly and whatever in between doesn't matter. Um, but that's just been my experience. And I just hate Craigslist because of that. It's just no one talks and actually seems to want to sell things. Like, do you want me to buy your phone? <laughs> you should tell me about the phone. Uh,
1: <laughs> oh, man. Do you sell? I have some crazy, crazy Craigslist stories. Oh really? Do you have a, do you have a favorite? <laughs> uh, probably the best one was I was selling like uh this table and chairs. There's like a table and two chairs, and this guy comes. <laughs> this guy comes up and he's driving like a pretty small Kia. <laughs> and he drives up. <laughs> I'm like, how do you expect us to fit this in here, first of all? He thinks this guy, unironically, he's probably like in his 50s or 60s <laughs> he thinks that we can lift the table on the roof of his car and strap it to the roof of his car <laughs> did it work crazy we did not do that oh, so <laughs> I what happened really we we figured out a way to jam it in his car it took a lot of work <laughs> oh my god wow. i'm it shocked it worked yeah I think... he had like no room it's hard it's hard selling things online
0: it is um that's actually one nice thing about facebook a lot of people really speak highly of facebook marketplace and have you ever tried it no i don't have facebook so yeah i'm not able to try it and the only opportunity i had to try it was one of my exes had facebook marketplace and i asked them hey can i can i use can i just post a couple things through your facebook account and they said no <laughs> and that was, that was it. End of discussion. And I go, oh, okay,
1: that sucks. <laughs>
0: so, I kind of can't...
1: What? That's weird. I can't imagine that uh, Facebook Marketplace would be any better than Craigslist. But
0: Well, the difference... I don't know, man. We've talked about this in the previous Techler Talks. The difference with Facebook Marketplace is you're pretty much KYC'd on the platform, and you can see someone's profile and who they are and if they've been on Facebook for 10 plus years. That That's uh-huh. very different than just random anonymous person on the internet with nothing to lose, and no personality posting there. Um, Maybe. So I think it's a different vibe, mainly because you can see someone and who they are, and you have better faith just based on the profile, um, if they're legit.
1: But I don't yeah. know. That's I, I don't know if, like, being a Facebook user for 10 years makes somebody more anno- less annoying, though. <laughs> <That's>... <laughs> so... <laughs> that's fair
0: too craigslist for days on my end i I really like craigslist they Mm. clearly are just naturally privacy respecting um they require almost no information to, to post anything it's very just off hands it just lets people handle it how they want um and i'm shocked they've been able to run this way for so long i don't know how you know i'm sure people have been like hurt or killed (laughs) <laughs> or robbed or scammed plenty of times from craigslist and i don't know how or how they've been able to get away with it for so long because normally by now the government would have stepped in and gone hey no you're responsible for what happens on your platform and you can't just let people post scams and whatever on your platform without double checking it so i don't know how
1: that's... well they did have to uh get rid of the personal section oh did they that was a big thing remember
0: no, I didn't know there was. You don't remember? I that? don't know what personal oh. section is. What is that?
1: You didn't even know. What, you didn't even know there was a personal section. No. <laughs> oh, it was like. Is uh, that like fun stuff? Just like to yeah. Okay, got it. To meet people. Got to meet it. People got it, right. <laughs> <laughs> so there were different boards. There was like men seeking men, men seeking women, oh. women seeking men, and then you can post ads there. That's a big thing. Oh. Like five years ago. Oh, so when. they had to get rid. I of I don't it. know when they got rid of that. They they were forced to get rid of it. Interesting. It was it was um. It was it must have been sooner than five years ago. Oh, It was 2018. Dang, I have a good memory. Better Sometimes you do that. I remembered something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, FOSTA, Fight Online Sex Trafficking Act. Oh. But FOSTA, I don't know if you were looking into that in 2018, but it was like a big story for a little while because it was like it kind of cut back on Section 230 protections a bit in, like, that specific category. So mm-hmm. I think the Mastodon instance that I sh- saw shut down was, like, a pro-sex worker instance, basically. Uh-huh. Um, and they were like, we just can't have any of this content, so we're shutting down. Um, and yeah, Craigslist, you can no longer seek seek romance on Craigslist anymore.
0: Oh, Those man. days are gone. <laughs> it's a bummer, because after I just complained about all the Craigslist, Craigslist people... I, the, the next thing i wanted to do was try to date them
1: <laughs> i'm sure that would have improved your your dating
0: life so dramatically <laughs> Just a funny story for people listening um in the u.s we have this chain by the way for i think craigslist is i don't know how global it is for anyone who doesn't know i know this is like 20 minutes later but craigslist is like a local selling platform in the u.s i don't know how i
1: know it is it is outside the u.s but i don't think I it's, large. it's used in like canada but i don't know like how large it is in other countries got it
0: oh yeah because i've seen linus tech tips they use craigslist for some of their scrapyard wars um some of the earlier ones um But yeah, it's pretty much a selling platform. You post things online and you meet up locally to buy it or sell it. Um, But I was uh, mentioning to them how uh, I got you into insomnia cookies. So (laughs) because where I live, there's a a local insomnia cookies and uh, I think it's great and they have amazing vegan options and they just have like three or four cookies. But people who have the non-vegan ones love them as well. And so I kept telling you because I saw that you had one near you. I go, hey, when are you going to go and try them? I need to hear your thoughts. And now you're all in on the subscription yeah. and
1: everything. <laughs> I know. You've really enabled some unhealthy decisions over here. It's not <laughs> not a good thing at all.
0: <laughs> right. And now now I'm, I've made you more reliant on, on your paycheck. So uh, you're, now you're not leaving anytime <laughs> soon because you're
1: like, I need to fuel you know. my my cookie addiction <laughs> yeah you pay for the subscription to insomnia cookies that's the yeah <laughs> the big selling point for working on
0: this right well at least you're using that subscription unlike that team ivpn subscription i paid for that no one used <laughs> <laughs> i use that
1: once or twice but you know, we also have proton we have so many vpns yeah, we do have a lot of team stuff that we can utilize. So, and I don't, uh, I don't use a VPN at all usually. So,
0: yeah, uh, it's the video I'm editing right now. I recorded it before we hopped on this call. It was uh, talking about the Mullvad and Tailscale uh, stuff oh, yeah. and how, uh, for the first time in years, I'm actually moving away from IVPN just on desktop. But I'm pretty much talking about how on mobile I'm using IVPN and on desktop I'm using Tailscale with Mullvad and why. And I somehow remembered that Proton is just always there for free, available to me. But I just never want to use it because it's just so subpar <laughs> to the other two.
1: <laughs> like performance-wise?
0: Yeah, just everything-wise. I think performance is fine. It's just I had the most websites block me with Proton, which doesn't really sure. happen for me much with Mulvan and iVPN. Um, I did feel like the stability of the clients was a little bit... Like the clients just feel slower and more, I don't know, not nice to use for some reason for me. Um, and most importantly is my DNS stuff. Like using Next DNS with Proton is just a nightmare. And Sure. Like I with IVPN it's integrated in there. And even with Tailscale, with Tailscale, you can connect to your NAS and be connected to Molvad and be using Next DNS all in the same connection, all in the same client, and it's beautiful.
1: So no regrets. It's a really nice product. I love Tailscale.
0: Tailscale's nice, man. It's just nice. <laughs> <laughs> You know what they need? They need a TailScale Insomnia subscription, like, inside Mm. of your TailScale account. So when you walk into an Insomnia Cookies, like, it auto-connects to their Wi-Fi, and it recognizes your TailScale account, and you know how, uh, you know how Little Caesars has Hot and Ready? You just go there, you just grab it, you just go in there, and you just, it's like, oh, your your TailScale app opens, it's like, open number three, and then you just... Open number three and there's Absolutely. a hot and ready insomnia thing and then you're good.
1: Oh, that'd be such a good idea. <laughs> That's what I'm would saying. You believe, <laughs> would you believe that I've never been to a Little Caesars? So You haven't. I'm familiar. You I haven't. Know. Oh, you're missing out. Is that the out. next thing I should try out?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just going to get you on all devices. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was better back in the day because back in the day you could get, I think, a medium or large cheese pizza from Little Caesars for $5. And some people pretty don't good. like Little Caesars pizza, but I thought it was pretty darn decent for what you're paying for it. Um, Interesting.
1: And I, my I, favorite pizza. Huh? This is a hot take. It's Domino's pizza. You like Domino's? I get a lot of yeah. I get a lot of flack for that.
0: I don't. I don't <laughs> mind Domino's. And even getting Domino's without cheese is decent too. Like they make a good cheeseless pizza. Um, Interesting. Which for people who watched our. Uh, our cake pay video saw because <laughs> that was featured in that <laughs> video because i paid for that with like cake pay um but why do you like Domino's? i i
1: don't know man this just good. Uh, right. Just a solid pizza it's kind of like i guess it's just the mcdonald's of pizza it's very predictable that's fair <laughs> you're gonna get and you don't get it's like a very different pizza from other pizza places but it's that's like,
0: fair do you know my favorite it's pizza always place the
1: same. what is it
0: mod I've you... never been there. Either. I don't. Is that a West Coast? I don't thing? even
1: know if that's a thing. That's yeah. Is it, let me look. How do you spell it? M O D. Mod Pizza. Just M O D.
0: Mod Pizza
1: locations. Individual artisan style pizzas and salads. Yeah. Think of Subway. Wow. You just go
0: through and you just pick your toppings. They and it's unlimited toppings. So I eat a lot. And what I hate about a lot of pizza places is if I want to stack up on toppings. It's like one or two dollars per topping, and I leave spending $30 on a medium pizza, which is just ridiculous. So, Mod Pizza, it's unlimited toppings and it fills me up. But most importantly, they have plant based cheese at all their locations, and they also have Beyond Sausage. Um, And my favorite part, I don't, because I don't really like the processed crap too much, but they have chickpeas. You can get chickpeas on your pizza, and they have broccoli and all this good stuff. So, you can have like a nice pizza there, and it's predictable and It's tasty. Did you look at their locations?
1: It's cool. I'm looking now. Uh, It looks like they're in 20 states, not Minnesota. So I miss out. Oh, man. We miss out on, like, a lot of weird restaurants in Minnesota. Like, we don't have a Krispy Kreme. I'm still salty about that, to be honest with you. You're not missing too. (laughs) I mean, it's it's very on and off. I think the way I see
0: Krispy Kreme is they're not donuts. They're Krispy Kreme donuts. Like, if you're expecting a donut from Krispy Kreme, it's just very different because Krispy Kreme is... It's just super artificial, ultra-sweet, ultra-processed. Yeah, that's what
1: I like, though.
0: Yeah, I like that, too. <laughs> so that's, it's different from a donut, though, but I like that, too. Um, For sure. Yeah, so I think you'd
1: like it. I haven't it. been to a Krispy Kreme in probably... Oh, so you've been? It Well, 15 years ago, there was a Krispy Kreme.
0: Oh, they shut down. And then
1: they left the state completely.
0: Wow. You should should have gone there. There were, like,
1: there were, like, at least five Krispy Kremes in Minnesota, and then they all disappeared. But... But, like, it was super cool, because um, <laughs> I was just a kid at that point, obviously, and you could, like, go in, and they'd have that glass window, and you could watch the donuts be made. I don't know if they had this at every Krispy Kreme, or if it was just at this one, but they had a big machinery that dipped all the donuts and stuff, cooked them all. Right. You could watch the whole process. Right. I Very think fascinating they, they to me. I tend
0: to show it off at most locations. Yeah. I've been to some where it's hard. That's what I thought. But, yeah.
1: But, yeah, then they disappeared from Minnesota. They, like, all left the same year and haven't come back, so. Right very rude of them in my opinion
0: right well since we're already so off topic uh <laughs> favorite like fast food not pizza specific
1: favorite fast food that's that's a tricky question because it really like depends on i don't think going to like any specific fast food restaurant well, me neither I, did, I don't lately. like opt
0: for fast food it's just if i'm on a road trip or something and i have to stop somewhere because i don't i hate fast food but
1: <laughs> <laughs> Depends on, a. I guess it just depends on what kind of food I want. If I wanted a burger, I'd probably just go to McDonald's, kind oh, of basic like that. Interesting.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I, I, on my end, I, I don't see it as Chinese food. It's not Chinese food, but I love Panda. Panda Express okay. is great, uh, mainly because it's very cost effective. They have good options for me, and it's overall real food. which is better than what I can get from most fast food places, especially, and it's also consistent. And I also love, I think this is definitely a West Coast thing. Uh, They have Habit Burger here, Um, Mm. but they have a Beyond Burger there and you can get guac on your burger. And it's just, it's good. The only problem is I leave spending 16 bucks. And so that's why I don't (laughs) go there because it's just insanely expensive. These fast food places are really gouging on costs, I think.
1: I've noticed that lately, for sure. Yeah, for a while now. like, like You get like, smaller portions, too, in a lot of cases. Yeah. Compared to what they used to do.
0: The forum's been nice. Um, I like the changes. You made a lot of nice changes. We have that new AI feature for suggesting topics. Yep. Um, you added this. I told this is my pet peeve, but you could never see the OP preview of the person. But now it shows the original poster as well as the most recent poster in the preview. So you can see. Because otherwise it looks like just the same person made five posts if they log in and they just <laughs> made all the posts, the most recent posts. Um, mm-hmm. And then what else did you change? Oh, the, the interface a little bit. I like the new changes.
1: Yeah. It's good stuff. All just minor stuff. Yeah. Hey, yeah,
0: but it adds up. It's pretty nice. All right. Well, thank you for joining me as always. Thank you everyone f- for listening, for to Techler Talks 15 um, I'm excited for the Apple stuff to see what happens, and we'll definitely keep you all in the loop uh, regarding that situation. Hopefully, they roll out end-to-end encryption or some form of decent encryption for this, even if it's not end-to-end, you know, hopefully at least something better. Um, and hopefully, we didn't chatter too much about food and stuff, but if we did, uh, hopefully at least some of you enjoyed it. Definitely leave below some of your favorite fast food places and... If any of you have thoughts on insomnia cookies or mod pizza or anything like that, definitely leave them below. <laughs> um, I guess the, the only couple call to actions I'll do, um, if you like this stuff, you know, it's all free. So um, if you enjoy what we talk about and you get value from it, definitely support us on Patreon, patreon.com slash tech um, huge help. Uh, it's one of the main ways we're able to just freely talk about our thoughts on sponsors and stuff like that so because we don't have to over rely on them um, but they're still super helpful also for sponsoring us so we can diversify things a little bit uh, we also support libra pay we're on Kofi. we have monero there's a bunch of ways that you can support us and it's all at techler.tech support and also join our forum our forum's fantastic it's super fun and it's super friendly and people are generally like very welcoming and i learn stuff there we stay up to date
1: with things there and yeah see y'all next time <laughs> see ya